blessing. Wonderful. We're going to go to Acts chapter 8 tonight, the book of Acts, and uh, chapter number 8. Before I forget to say anything about it, I want to congratulate uh, Brother Terry and Miss Julie. 51st anniversary today. 51 years. That woman has put up with him for 51 years. 51 years. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Very thankful for y'all. Very, very thankful for y'all. Acts chapter 8. Look at verse number 4. Acts 8, verse 4. Therefore they were scattered abroad, uh, therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there, were, and there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. To him they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him that had regard and to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. And when they believed Philip preach uh, when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet, He was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee. Because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money that has neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. If you'll leave your Bible open there, we're going to revisit some of these verses throughout the message, uh, which I have titled, A Test of Your Spirituality. A Test of Your Spirituality. Let's pray. We'll get going. Father, what a great joy it has been already to be in this place. Uh, I mean, the, the, the congregational singing, always a blessing. 
Lord, we pray that it was sweet to you. The choir special tonight, I just love the song. Lord, help us, help us to be getting that old, old story out to people. Uh, Lord, the special song that we just heard, I'm so thankful for your unending, amazing grace. We certainly need that each and every hour of every day. And now we've opened up your word. We've read portions of scripture, a portion of scripture, and we pray, Lord, your blessing upon that. We, we, we can't do anything without you. We understand that. We need clarity of mind and thought uh, and yeah, speech. Uh, please, Lord, just help us tonight to preach this message with power, from unction, with unction from on high. Lord, these people are gathered here tonight because they want to hear from you. I pray that you would do that. Speak to our hearts tonight. Help us to draw close to you, closer to you because of it. And we'll give you honor and glory and praise for what you do, for we ask it all. In the perfect name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated. I want to read a couple of scripture to you, and then we'll get on into the introduction. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16. The Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Correction. It's for correction. That's what it's for. For correction, for instruction in righteousness. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all longsuffering and doctrine. The Bible was given to us for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and then for instruction in righteousness. We know that. I mean, this crowd, Sunday night crowd, we, we, we understand that. And even when preaching comes, I mean, those that are preaching the word, you're probably going to uh, hear some reproving and some rebuking along the way. But it's to be done with all long suffering and doctrine. I never want to, I, 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 never, I, don't, mm, I don't want to stand behind the pulpit a, a mean, angry man. I don't want to stand behind here using this thing for a whipping post. In fact, I think I said maybe the first couple of weeks I was here over in the old building, stand behind the, behind the pulpit, I never want to use this for a whipping post. I do not want to do that. It's, it's not the right thing to do whatsoever. But there are times that the Word of God can be mm, sharp. No, no, I mean, there are times that it can. And there are times, if we'll be very honest with ourselves, that we need correction. That we need reproof. We need rebuke. I mean, we, we need those things to better us, to help us to better live for God, better walk with God, to correct something in our path. Whatever it might be, there are times... That, that we, can, we can really need, that we really do need those types of things. <clears throat> We're reading here, and Philip was down in Samaria preaching, and God was using him. I mean, God was using the preaching and moving in a wonderful way as he preached Christ unto the people there in Samaria. Uh, the people gave heed. They listened to what uh, Philip had to say as he preached the gospel to them, and it resulted in many of them 
uh, trusting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I mean, there was really revival going on. I mean, the people were getting saved. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Well, it says there that unclean spirits left people, says that others were healed, and there were people getting baptized. And it also says that there was great joy in the city. Now, that's a pretty good sign that people were getting saved. I mean, things were happening down there as he preached the Word of God. And then there was also a man named Simon. Verse number 9, it says, But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out, the, uh, giving out that himself was some great one. So let me say it like this. Some of you understand this and some of you may not, whatever. But Simon, from what I can sense here and read here and ponder on this, Simon was a snake oil salesman. Go on, you know what I mean? I mean, he was just out there peddling his wares. And he built himself up. And and man, I can give you this and I can give you this and this will help you and that will help you. And I mean, he was, no, no, no. I mean, it it says that he bewitched the people. And that word bewitched there, it just means that he amazed the people. uh, that, that, That he astonished them with his magic tricks because he used sorcery. And when it talks about sorcery there, it's just pretty much saying he was a magician. He was doing things and however they might have done that back during that time. But he astonished them with his magic tricks back during that time. And so he was a big hit. I mean, people liked him. Man, Simon, I hear Simon's going to be downtown again. Hey, let's gather up the kids, go down there and see what he's going to do this time. I mean, he was a big hit with these people because he had these people fooled. He had them believing that he did what he did with the power of God. Verse number uh, 10 there. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest. These people thought he was something else saying, this man is the great power of God. So he had them fooled that he was doing all of this with the power of God. And what we read there, the people paid attention to him. The whole bunch of them paid attention, believing that he was the real deal. I mean, they believed that he was what he said that he was. And apparently he had been around for a long time and gained the respect of the people that were there in town. Verse 11, and to him they had great, they had, they had regard because of of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. And so he'd been around, he'd made a name for himself. Uh, very apparently he was a, he was a talker. He, he, people uh, liked him. They liked to watch his tricks and all these things. And they thought that he was something else. Um, and w- when we read this, we think, man, he was a sorcerer and he bewitched these people and all these things. Yeah. But look at verse 12. It says, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So there were these people that were getting saved. I mean, after hearing the, hearing the gospel preached by Philip, many of them believed and many of them trusted Jesus Christ. So a great thing was happening here too. But look at verse 13. It says, then Simon himself believed also And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So then Simon got saved, right? Oh, no, 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 come on. That's uh, that's what it said. Then Simon himself believed also. Simon believed. He's listening to the preaching. Come on. The gospel can reach anybody. 
that's willing to listen, give heed, that's willing to turn, to repent, to believe, trust Christ? Absolutely so. No, no, no. That is what it said. Come on, did he get saved? Oh, absolutely. From what the Bible says, he got saved. It says that he believed right there. It says Simon believed also. The people believed as they heard the preaching. And then Simon believed also. It's what the Bible says right there. And it also says that he was baptized. Man, oh man, this is great. I want to follow the Lord. I want to do, and we know this, baptized, uh, baptized. baptism always follows salvation. It always follows salvation. And so, so, no, 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 you don't get baptized to get saved. You follow the Lord in baptism after you get saved because you identify with Christ. I know, I know I, I'm just preaching to the choir, but really that, that is absolutely the fact. So, so he not only believed and then was baptized. Yes, I want to follow, do whatever. He not only believed and was baptized, but he continued with Philip is what it says. Man, he got saved, then he got baptized, and he's like, man, I, need, I want to learn more. Can I get in discipleship? Can I follow you? Can I, can I see what you do? I mean, I want to learn what's going on. I mean, this is great. This is wonderful. I mean, here I was, I was doing what I was doing, and you guys come, and man, oh man, I've never heard anything like that before. Put his faith and trust in Christ, willing to follow the Lord into, in baptism. And, and, and I, I mean, I mean he, he, and now he wants to, to follow them. That's a pretty good sign that someone got it. No, it's a good sign. That, that, I mean, got saved. Yes, I'll be baptized. Man, oh man, I want to follow you guys, see what's going on, learn more about what's going on. That's a pretty good sign that someone really, really got it. You know, those that make a profession of faith and then fall out of church, it really makes me wonder about their salvation. No, I know that, uh, no, I know that only per, the only ones that know if they're truly saved is them and God. I understand that. And I'm not going to go around and judge anybody. You're saved, you're lost, you're saved, you're lost. That'd be crazy. I'm not going to do anything like that. But I'm telling you, somebody, somebody that just makes a profession of faith and just falls out of church and never has any interest in it again, it just makes me wonder if they ever truly really got what God wanted to give them. But Philip was interested in knowing what came next. Man, I want to get on board here. I'm ready to find out what's going on. And so verse number 14 there, it says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. So the first Baptist church in Jerusalem heard what was going on in Samaria. Man, there's revival going on in Samaria. What are we going to do? Well, we need to send some people down there to help them out. I mean, there's some things going on. People need to be directed. People need a, a, a disciple. Let's, let's send somebody down there and, and, and that can be a help. And so they heard the people were getting saved. They sent Peter and John down that way that they might be able to help. Now, when they got there, <clears throat> excuse me, they went to these people that had been getting saved and they prayed for them. Look, verse number 15 there. Uh, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For yet, uh, for yet he was fallen upon none of them, uh, only they that baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then it says this, verse 17, then laid, their, then, then, they, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So when they got there, they went and they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then they went out and actually laid their hands upon the new believers. And they did receive the Holy Ghost at that time. Well, preacher, I mean, can we do something with that right there? Well, what we're talking about is apostles. And there's no more apostles. No, 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 no. These two men that were sent down there, Peter and John, were apostles. And there's no more apostles. 
They were given a certain power back during that time at the beginning of the, of, of the church age. They were given this power that they might do some things in such and that way. And they did. They went down and did those things. They were given gifts that are no longer given because there's no more apostles. Because to be an apostle, you have to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And none of us have here have seen the Lord Jesus Christ since that time anyway. So uh, there's a very brief description of all that. No, 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 no. Here's the point I want to make. Simon saw what they did. He was there. He's a man I'm trying to learn here. Okay, verse number 18. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. So Simon saw it. And when he saw it, he wanted it. Man, I want that. This is awesome. This is great. And I tell you what. I've been selling my wares, and I'm willing to give you some money if you'll give me that power. You know, a lot of times, new converts do not completely understand how God works yet. Come on, let's think about this in all reality. This guy's a new convert. He's been selling his wares to people. He's been a snake oil salesman, if I can again, all this time. Handling things the way he wants to handle things. Doing things the way he wants to do things. And now he's been saved by the grace of God. Baptized. Trying to follow these people. He sees something like this miraculous happen. He's like, man, that's, I want some of that too. And, 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 and he had a lot of zeal. But he didn't have much knowledge. He's following along. He wants to do everything, you know. But, I mean, he was used to doing it one way. No, no, Simon got saved. He was obedient to follow in believer's baptism. He was following those that had delivered the gospel to him. And now he wanted what they had. He truly did want what they had. Uh, Verse number 19 saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. So so we we have to remember here, Again, that he was a sorcerer. He was a snake oil salesman. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, this guy had been doing it his own way for all this time. He had lived that life for so long. He had done it that way for so long that it was all that he knew. That's all that he knew. He was still dealing, get this now, he was still dealing with a greedy heart. Okay. Were you perfect the first, first few weeks after you got saved? Did you really know what you were supposed to do or how you were supposed to do it? How you were supposed to live? Was there a possibility that some of those old uh, carnal habits came out? Well, yeah. Come on. Absolutely so. If it didn't happen with you, it happened with me. I'll just use me for an example, okay? It happened with me. And that's what's going on with him. I mean, he was dealing with, he's still dealing with this greedy heart. He, he did what he did. He had himself built up, man. He had himself built up. Everybody really thought he was something. And he was getting money in both hands. I mean, things were going good. So he's still in deal with that. And he thought he could buy his way in so that, that he could be like those he was following. So he's following. Come on, he's getting sa- He got saved. He got baptized. I want to follow you guys. Learn all these things. He saw that. His greedy heart came out. He said, man, I'm telling you, I can give you some money if you'll give me some of that. I mean, really, it's just, I mean, it was, this really happened one time. It was there. See, but the thing about that was being a new convert, he didn't understand the way that God works. But he's going to learn. 
no, 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 look up here, look up here. You know, once we get saved and we get baptized and we're a member of a good independent fundamental Bible-believing Baptist church, because that's what I think everybody should be a member of, a good Bible-believing Baptist church, absolutely so. Once we get in there, if we are willing to learn what God has for us, we will. No, no, if we're willing to learn, if we have an open heart, if we have an open mind, if, if we're willing to believe the Bible and we have people that are teaching us Bible principles, I mean, we will learn. There's not a doubt about it. No, no, if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, oh yeah, we're going to learn. And, and I'm telling you, I believe that's where Simon was. He, he wanted to learn. He, he didn't yet know what to do. He didn't understand how God works, but, but he's going to learn. But he had a problem. He was full of himself. He was full of pride. He thought he could figure it out, work it his own way. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So we have to understand that Simon's heart was still full of pride. Come on, remember it says in verse number 9 that he was giving out that himself was some great one. I mean, he had built himself up. I mean, his heart was so full of, of himself. And he was used to putting on that front. He was used to living that way. Putting on a show with the people uh, that he thought that that, that, that his way was that, uh, the way that he was going to be able to continue to operate even after he had trusted Christ and was following these men. I, he was used to all this. He was full of himself. Everybody thought he was great. Simon thought he was great. <laughs> he thought he was great. <clears throat> and so he says, I'll give you money, man, if I can just have this great power. Um. But that didn't set well with Peter. It, 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 you know, Peter, he's already been through quite a bit at this point. And it didn't set well with him. So Peter rebuked him. No, it's right there, verse number 20. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Peter rebukes him. Now, come on. No, no, no. Stay with me here. Here's this new convert, a new convert. <laughs> He's zealous to do God's bidding. And all of a sudden, Peter confronts him about his sin. Oh, come on. Somebody might say, well, you shouldn't have done that to a new convert like that. Doesn't Peter know it's a good way to run people off? I mean, come on, preacher, pastor, Peter was really being stupid there, wasn't he? Well, you know, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to the church of Galatia and trying to correct some things that they were doing wrong, correct the errors, he said, am I therefore your enemy because I tell you the truth? No, someone that will tell you the truth, no matter what, is a great friend. If you're going the wrong way, sometimes you just need to be told you're going the wrong way. Sometimes you just need to be corrected. 
Well, yeah, pastor, but, you know, Peter, he, he just openly rebuked him right there. I mean, right out in front of everybody, a new convert nonetheless. I mean, can you believe that, that he did that just right there like that? Proverbs 27 verse 5 says, open rebuke is better than secret love. Boy, this is going over real good, I can tell already. Yeah. You know, there are times that it is best to correct someone on the spot. So they do not continue to err. Now I think we need discernment about this. And before anybody gets any wild ideas about, I'm just going to go around and correct everybody now. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Not at all. But there are times that it's best to correct someone on the spot. So they don't continue to err. They don't continue to go that way. It's just a good thing to do. See, the thing about Peter is he was an apostle of God, and he sensed where Simon's heart was, and he addressed it, get this, he addressed it as a man of God. Peter was a man of God. I mean, he'd been through his, he'd been through his own problems, hadn't he? Somebody say amen. amen. Peter had been through his own problems. And now, I mean, here into the book of Acts, I mean, Peter's finally got his act together. I mean, he's really doing what God would have him to do. He's already made so many mistakes, but I mean, learn from those things. Hallelujah. It's pretty easy to say, to say and to see that he learned from those different mistakes because now, I mean, God's using him. And Peter comes to him and pretty much just says, you can't buy God's power with your money. Your money perish with you because you thought you could buy this stuff. Uh, he goes on to say, you'll not have any part of God's word thinking you can operate that way, Simon. Your, heart's, your, your, your heart is not right with God. No, no, no. At verse number 21, neither has thou, neither has neither, thou has neither, come on eyeballs, thou has neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. So you know what he told him? Repent, Simon. No, it's what he told him. That's right there in verse 22. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness and pray. Pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. So he says, repent, Simon. Your thinking's wicked. You're not thinking right here. You're off track. This isn't going to work this way. And what you need to do is you need to pray that God will forgive you for thinking such things. This is not how we operate. Not at all. <clears throat> he went on to say, you know, you just seem like you're, you're poisoned by bitterness. Now, verse 23, I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, in the bond of iniquity. It's like he, he, he said, you seem, Simon, you just seem to be poisoned by bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. Why don't you just get right with God? No, that's pretty much what he said. Well, Pastor, that was probably the end of them getting to minister to Simon, wasn't it? I mean, mercy. Talk to this new convert like that. Try to think he's going to straighten him out. Well, no, it wasn't the end. It wasn't the end of all, at all. And the reason's right here in verse number 24. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. 
Simon had the right spirit about rebuke. He had the right spirit about it. Man, I was wrong. Oh boy, would you pray for me? Come on, I mean, you have to sense in this. I, I just want to do right, Peter. I, man, I didn't know. I just, would you just pray for me? I, I want to get this thing right. I want, to do what you, I want to do what God would have me to do. Simon knew he was wrong, and he was willing to do something about it. Again, that's a pretty good sign that someone has a heart to please God. That they're willing to take reproof. They're willing to take rebuke when it's necessary. I'm not talking about going around browbeating people. I'm not talking about any such thing like that. But I'm telling you, if, if we are really trying to live for God and grow in the Lord and all those different things, there's going to be times that we will have to take some reproof and some rebuke. And it is important that we take it in the right spirit and attitude. I'm telling you, there's people that should be sitting in this church tonight that are not sitting in this church tonight because they could not handle reproof. They could not handle rebuke. No, no, they were going the wrong way and when approached and addressed about it, they thought they knew better. And who are you to tell me that I'm wrong? What, 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 wait, hold, wait, wait, hold it. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm your pastor I'm just trying to tell you what the Bible says about these things because that's what Peter did. I mean, he was just trying to tell him, hey, you're wrong about this stuff. But there's people that are no longer sitting here because they could not take rebuke. They could not take reproof. They couldn't handle it. They, couldn't handle it. they didn't handle it with the right spirit. Come on, Simon, even though he did what he did he had a he had the right spirit about taking rebuke reproof proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 23 the bible says for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and the reproofs of instruction are the way of life the reproofs of instruction are the way of life I don't know about you, but in the 37 years I've been saved, I've needed some reproof. I've needed some rebuke. I've needed some correction. And when I have taken it in the right spirit, it's helped me. When I've taken it in the wrong spirit, thinking that I knew better than the man of God that was talking to me, it didn't help me. In fact, it hindered my walk with God and my growth in God. Simon learned early how to take reproof and rebuke and to keep a good spirit about it. That's a sign of maturity in a Christian. He learned how to repent of sin and get right with God. That's a good thing. No, no, it really is a good thing. Look, friends, if we're ever going to be everything that God would have us to be, we have to learn to take correction when we're wrong. We have to learn to take correction. Uh, otherwise, 
we just find ourselves headed down that same old road, back in the same old life, making the same old mistakes. And I'm here to tell you, in the year 2021, we don't need a bunch of snowflake believers. We need some soldiers for the army of the Lord. If you get angry every time someone tries to tell you you're headed in a wrong way, or that you're making mistakes in your Christian walk, don't keep fooling yourself that you're doing okay. You are not doing okay. There's something wrong there in your heart. The life of a believer is pretty much a life of repenting when we're proved wrong in the sight of God. I repented, trusted Christ as my Savior, and since that time I've done a lot of repenting. Those that want to throw a fit, those that just want to walk away from it because someone's trying to help them walk closer to Christ, they have a spiritual problem. They have a spiritual problem. The way that you handle someone correcting you is a test of your spirituality. I'm not talking about being somebody being mean-spirited to you. I'm not talking about somebody just blasting you for no reason. I'm talking about when we're wrong. Simon was wrong. He was wrong. And Peter, the rough old fisherman, <laughs> he corrected him. Well, I don't know if I'd have done it that way. Well, God recorded it here, so I think maybe God thought he was doing okay. You reckon? And the whole thing is, the end of it was that Simon got right. He took it. And he did what he knew he had to do to get back on track. The way you handle someone correcting you is a test of your spirituality. So here's the invitation. How are you doing at passing those tests? No, that's it. Man, I closed my Bible. I know you can't believe it, but that's it. How are you doing at passing those tests? Because the better that we can take reproof and rebuke when we need it, the better walk we're going to have with God. It's just true for a fact. How's it going with you? Let's stand. Would you stand with me? Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. We're going to have a show of hands. I just ask you to do whatever God would have you to do. Dear Heavenly Father, I don't know how you may have spoken to hearts tonight, but I pray your will would be done in every life. I thank you, Lord, that you have sent men into my life at different times to reprove me and rebuke me and correct me when I was heading in the wrong direction, when I was doing things, when I was doing things in the wrong way or even with the wrong spirit. I'm thankful, Lord, that those men were willing, they were willing to just do what they needed to do to help me. Lord, to see my errors. And I pray, Lord, I don't know, again, what's going on in, in the lives of people, in the hearts of people, but you do. So, Father, help us to prepare ourselves to better take uh, whatever comes along the way that we might walk with you in a way that's pleasing unto you.
We ask you to bless this invitation time as only you can, and we trust you for it. We ask it all in Jesus' name.